Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Unplug with Annie. We're beginning a brand new series called Ignite, which I'm super excited about, where I get to talk to a whole bunch of very interesting people and fellow creatives around the world who are just uh, from all walks of life and have pursued careers in in entertainment, in music, in um, architecture, in, in, in so many things. So it's just a, a wonderful variety of people and I think something just for all of the creatives out there. So today my first guest is uh, the wonderful Tanuj Virvani and Tanuj is someone I worked with on a web series called Code M uh, last year and uh, just got on really well and asked him if he would be part of this and he happily obliged. Um, so a little bit about Tanuj for those of you who don't know, he has been an active actor in the entertainment industry for the past six years. Uh, he started off with films um, such as One Night Stand and Purani Jeans for Eros International and then he's now a reoccurring cast member on an international Emmy-nominated Amazon Prime show called Inside Edge. And uh, he's also done a variety of other web shows. Uh, apart from acting, he loves writing. He occasionally directs. He's done some short films. He's an avid cricket player um, and uh, a comic book memorabilia uh, collector, if you like. Uh, a huge Marvel fan, which is something we've spoken about a couple of times. So I'm really excited to have him on as my first guest on the series of Ignite. And I really hope that you enjoy hearing about his journey and really get some perspective. Hey Tanuj, welcome to Unplug with Annie. Um, it's very, very cool to have you on this uh, series called Ignite, which is just with a whole bunch of creative people like yourself. So thanks for being part of this. Thank you, thank you. My, my pleasure. Uh, I know it's really difficult getting my dates considering I have so much work happening <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. Awesome. So, I mean, something I think a lot of people would want to know about you is like, when was that trigger point for you as to, you know, wanting yeah. to be an actor? And um, was that influenced at all by your family and your mom being an actress? Um, firstly, no, it had absolutely nothing to do with my mom already being an actor, being part of the business. Um, I know it's hard to believe a lot of people think that, you know, just because um, you have a famous parent or someone who's been part of the business, it's an automatic choice, you know. You know how they say in India, ki doctor ka beta, doctor banega, lawyer ka beta, lawyer banega. But that really wasn't the case simply for the reason that um, uh, when my mom got married, she took a really long sabbatical from the movies. So she did not uh, uh, participate in any films for over 16 years, 17 years, if I'm not mistaken, right? Mm -hmm. So when she made her comeback, uh, I was already kind of, um, I was about 15, 15 and a half thereabouts. And um, she consciously made an effort to keep me away from the spotlight, to keep me away from that part, or from the filmy dunya as they call it, because she didn't want me getting, you know, like, uh, uh, having that tesca, you know, and stuff. So she kept me very far away from that whole thing. Moving towards something that is creative in nature, you know, so it started off by, I mean, writing, then when I'd watch a movie, I'd kind of rewatch it and rewatch it and kind of like, uh, every time I saw a film again, I would kind of discover something new about it. So that, so that kind of started becoming my vocation somewhere. So um, I thought, why not do something about it? So I started assisting. I became an assistant director. I actually started off by being a clapper boy. 
which is actually the world's best and worst job. Best because you're the only person between the camera and the artist, and the worst yeah. because you get the most number of values from everyone on set, from the DOP, from the actors, from the from the director. Because I mean, if and and back then when I was a clapper boy, we didn't have the digital clapboard, right? We didn't have the markers. We had the chalk clapboard. So, yeah. Like if 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 a if a take was not good, I had to quickly like. So I turn it around and just wipe it clean and you know get the dust off and like you know because sometimes you're doing a close up on the actor's face right and the last thing you want is to have yeah. chalk on their face so <laughs> that's how it started and yeah, yeah it, it's true I mean you know, like uh, we, we probably don't look at all this now since we're actors we don't think about these things but it's it, it's quite um it's quite an art being a decent clapper boy so that's how it all started and when I when I spent time on set. And uh, got a chance to observe. So I assisted on a film um, called Chance Pidans uh, with Shahid Kapoor and Jadilia, mm. and another film with Aftab Shibdasani and Amna Sharif called Aao Vishkari. So when I when I got to see these guys working up close, and it's so different that you suddenly yourself, and then they go for a take, and it's action, and you turn into this character, and it's cut, and then you go back to being yourself. So this switch on switch of nature of our business is something that really kind of uh, struck a chord with me, and I'm like, hey, this is interesting, you know. So um subconsciously i started developing this affinity towards uh acting and being in front of the camera as opposed to being behind the camera but back then i was a bit of a fatty and i had a stammer and i had um these soda bottle glasses and i had bad skin and all that stuff and also none of the attributes that you would kind of uh, want in a in a bollywood actor so to speak right so i kind of kept that to myself that <laughs> i i didn't really tell anyone Uh, then as I started working on myself and all, and I gained a little more confidence that hey, maybe now's a good time to go and burst the news, break the news to my parents, to my mother specifically, and that's when I did it. And that's I think that's how the whole thing started, you know. So it, yeah. it was never something that was preordained that okay, you know, just because she's been part of the business and been a successful actor, that I would naturally follow her footsteps. So, so mm. yeah. And so you like a lot of people now know you as having been the you know the star of Inside Edge. I think that. That really like lifted and accelerated your career. Prior to that, for you, like, yeah, yeah. would you say that it was um, was this a sense of like struggle? Did you feel like how am I gonna carve this niche for myself? Absolutely, absolutely. That that's a very good question, and um, it was quite a rocky start. Uh, I won't uh, deny that because um, I. I also feel I was kind of young, immature, and didn't take it very seriously. I thought it's oh, it's such a glamorous field, and you get to romance these beautiful women, and you get to beat up the bad guy, and you get to all these things that you grew up watching and stuff. But when you actually do it, and we actually perform it on set, you realize that there's a whole lot of hard work, blood, sweat, and tears that goes into it, and it's not just you singularly, but a whole bunch of people that are responsible for making you look and sound and feel good on screen. So you got to, so you have to, um, especially in the Hindi film business, you have to. Um, Be a jack of all trades. You need to know a little bit of action, a little bit of dancing, a little bit of uh, drama, comedy, emotion. You know, you have to be the complete package. And I really think I was lacking in that department. Um, and then I did a couple of movies uh, which really didn't uh, do much for me and sank a lot of trades. And that's a very um, insecure place to be in as a person, right? Because you're just kind of at the onset of your career, and uh, everyone's like, "Oh, you're a star." And must be easy for you, and you know this is all undue pressure that is put on you, uh, courtesy because of my mom uh, uh, being who she is. Mm -hmm. uh, so that starts uh, really playing games with your head, and uh, you know. Uh, uh, then I did a movie called One Night Stand, which had Sunny Leone. So I was like, okay, um, 
at least here I know the pressure's on me because she's the star of this movie. So if it does well, good for me. If it doesn't do well, then so be it. No worries, right? I mean, like it's it, it was in a way almost the last throw of the dice for me because I'm like, you have to be realistic, right? With with I may desire something, I may aspire to be someone, but there needs to be a cutoff time. So I told myself that okay, fine. I've I've already given about uh, three years actively working as an actor and two years finding the first picture. Uh, so, which is about five years of my life. I, I, I can't, I don't want to be a 35 year old or a 40 year old who is not earning money, who does not have a stable income, uh, who's not sorted in life. And because that kind of has a domino effect in every other aspect of your life. Right? And, you, and that's irresponsible. So, um, One Night Stand for me was pretty much the last throw of the dice. And um, the music did pretty well and stuff. So, we were, we, were, we were pretty bullish about our chances at the box office and hoping. That people would like it but even that didn't perform up to expectations and i'm now like in box office prison and i'm like nobody worth this all wants to work with me how do i where do i go from here um and just as fate would have it right? it, it, it's crazy because i feel as much as we think we're in charge or we're planning or we're, we're controlling things down here i feel there's something up there that's working uh, and, and it's a completely different screenplay so it's weird anisa but the day that one night stand release, which was I still remember, it was the fifth of May two thousand sixteen, and I had gone to the PVR near my house, and I was watching the movie with my parents, and I get a call during the interval, and it's a call from our folks at Excel who produced Inside Edge, and they called me, and they're like, "Okay, we're we're doing this project. You're on. Uh, when can you come in and sign?" And what are the odds of me getting that call on the same day as my film releasing and the film tanking? So I just feel where some opportunities end, five more present themselves right it, it, it is it's beautiful in a way you know so I think that's that, that that's something a lot of us can learn from I mean you know yeah. like it's, it's, it's natural it's human to sort of kind of want to hang your boots up sometime and kind of like lose hope and think you're not good enough but uh, I'm telling you there's a, there's a greater plan uh, <laughs> happening up there yeah so do, so do, do you think over the years like things have changed perception wise because I remember like when I came to India there was almost like this thing, yep. you, you know, you, it seemed to be like this uh, common ground where people felt like, okay, yeah. if, you, if you do television, you can't do film. If you do this, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and that you kind of have to just do one thing. I felt like if you're an actor, you just have to be an actor. Do you think that's changed? Exactly. Exactly. You know, and I mean, that's, uh, that's very crippling. That's very stifling, right? I mean, like they'd be like, okay, this guy's a theater actor. This guy's a television actor. Or this guy's a film actor. Um, but, I mean, you would probably um, understand what I mean that when the camera is rolling and you're performing as that character and, and, and just being in the moment, you're not thinking whether it's for television or it's for a movie or it's for the web. You're, you're, you're doing it uh, based yeah. on your training, based on your natural instinct and stuff like that, right? So only an actor will understand that. But um, it's sad that for a really long period of time, we were typecast into... Uh, depending on what medium we were working on. I feel in a lot of ways, I, I wouldn't say completely. I, I, I do still uh, feel uh, the certain prejudices do exist. But by and large, I feel because of the advent of the web series and it's because it's blown up in such a massive way in India, it's kind of bridged the gap between films and television. So now you have people from television uh, successfully making a transition towards the web. And similarly, you have people from films making a transition towards the web. And uh, it's not looked down upon. Like if a, mm. if, a, if a movie star did a television show, he'd be looked down upon as to, oh, maybe he's not getting the kind of roles that he wants. He's no longer a movie star. That's why he's kind of downgraded. 
And similarly, if a television star were to make uh, their debut in films, we'd be like, oh my God, that's a massive break and all. But very different audiences. And as much as yeah. we think the film audience in our country is big, so is the television audience. I mean, so many of our TV stars are probably bigger than the movie stars. I mean, yeah, uh, that's, that's, just the, that's just the way it is, right? So um, I just feel the, the web space has kind of acted as this common ground. And that's very uh, good and, and it's a very good time to be an actor because now the focus is um, not on just a superficial element. Oh my God, does he have a six pack ab or does he, uh, is he fair or is he uh, conventionally good looking? It's, it's about uh, can the person act? Can mm -hmm. the actor, the actress act? You know, shows such as um, uh, Mirzapur or shows such as Sacred yeah. Games. I mean, if you look at, uh, they are the ensemble star cast, right? And if you look at those shows and you look at each actor on that show, they're, they're superb. They've, they've, they've done complete justice and they've really owned their role. So I think almost all of them were unknown entities before the shows happened because even though they may have been around for a while, but they, you need to be given the right platform to showcase yeah. your talent. So I feel the web space has in a large way managed to achieve that. You know? And I, I still feel we're only scraping the surface. I feel, um, you know, like we have this problem, right? In India, it's herd mentality, right? Because if we think something is working, then uh, instead of having five platforms, you'll have 55 platforms and everyone rushing make as much quantity as opposed to making quality sure. but it's a matter of time because i think the audience is very discerning uh, because we have access to so much of content be it local content be it international content so i feel it's a matter of time um before only the good uh, will survive and the rest will perish and i feel sure. it's going to become a sink or swim kind of uh, situation mm -hmm. and that's the way it should be because you want to you want people to strive towards uh, quality work as opposed to just churning out stuff you know so i feel i, I feel yeah. if we can kind of avoid that on the web it's yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, untapped potential still out there so and and also another thing that you are doing like i know you've directed some short films is, is direction something is that would that be another thing that you would like to attempt uh you know uh, truth be told um i'm not a trained actor and neither am i i'm a, a trained technician so whatever I, I mean i've done a few courses here and there but nothing really comprehensive so whatever little bit i've learned over the years has been um, by practically being on a set by being on a film set and learning the ropes and learning how uh, uh, you know because i feel in a country like india it's also about man management i mean you may be technically very sound but your man management skills have to be very good especially um, if you're the head of a department if you're a dob if you're a, a director you, you you need to be able to marshal your troops because you have a singular vision, but you have to take everything along with you. So that's something I've learned over here. And um, in the middle when I wasn't getting the kind of work that I was looking for um, uh, when I was doing movies at the time. Mm -hmm. So it gave me a lot of spare time. So there are a couple of things that can happen. You either kind of just go down a really dark path and like mm -hmm. uh, the worst kind of self-isolation, right? I mean, like, because yeah. uh, yeah, at, at, at a time like that, where your career is not going the way you intended to go, uh, you got to learn to be your own best friend. And right? I mean, you may have friends, family and people around you, but you have to kind of be there for yourself. And you're the only one who can get yourself out of that self-inflicted space that you find yourself in. So at that point, I, I thought the best way for me to kind of uh, just go out there and express myself was through art, because that's all I know. I don't really understand commerce. I don't really understand a, uh, money very well but I do understand emotions I do understand um, uh, uh, having an idea and putting it on film you know so that's something that I started doing so I started writing a lot um, I would share that with some of my uh, friends people whose 
opinion really matters to me. People who I know speak sense. Um, luckily, I have a, a fair amount of like-minded friends who were very sweet to be participate in all of that. You know, like so, if you're an actor, hey, why don't you do this role in my thing? If you want, if you're an aspiring DOP or a technician or you're uh, uh, into lights or whatever field you're in, let's help each other. Maybe we don't earn money from it right now, but this kind of training, this kind of schooling will help everyone grow. And I'm happy to say that many of the people that I've worked with, um, and, and, and I've made over 10, 12 short films. Like, I mean, it, uh, it's, it's something that I did quite a bit because it, it really uh, helped me tap into certain parts of my own being, which I didn't think I possessed, you know, and it, it, was, a, it was beautiful. And I feel today, uh, whatever I'm able to um, do on screen or understand um, filmmaking and understand acting, it's, uh, it's, it's because I had, yeah. learned firsthand, you know. Um, mm. so I, I, I truly think that short films are something that uh, all of us should try and be a part of as much as we possibly can because it's the purest form of filmmaking. You're not making it keeping the box office in mind or, your, or the number of True. views or hits in mind. It's coming straight from the heart. It's, uh, it's very raw in a way. Um, yeah. And that comes across in every aspect, be it the acting, uh, be it the direction, be it the writing. It's very mm. honest, you know. Mm. Um, uh, there are movies and then there are films. Movies is where it's like a product, right? I'm, okay, you know, so uh, you need a good-looking guy, you need a willing, <laughs> you need a damsel in distress. You know, it's it's a formula, yeah. which also works in our country. Um, but at the same time, when you're making a film, you're making a film with the purpose of saying something, and I feel that's the beauty of a short film because along with entertaining the audience, if you're able to enlighten them, um, mm. I think that's that's beautiful, and that's uh, that's something we should all aspire to do and be. Yeah, of course. So what in this whole experience that you've had, was there like, is there a particular experience which, which stands out for you as like a moment of adversity where, you know, was particularly difficult and how did you, how were you able to kind of like get yourself, was it, was it one of these periods where you were out of work and you were second guessing whether this is meant for you or not? Yeah. Um, yes. I mean, there, there were a few occasions, uh, you know, because I, I also feel uh, the problem in the, uh, in, in this business is that a lot of people don't, don't tell you the way it is. Uh, they, mm. they mince, uh, they mince words, they kind of sugarcoat things. And, and there's a lot of games that go on over here. So I, I remember, uh, this is after I had done a movie for Eros called Purani Jeans and, um, it was a very sweet little film, but it didn't do, uh, too well. And, um, I think a few days after that, I'd gone and met this casting director and, uh, he was very sweet and he said, Oh, I saw your movie and, uh, it was sweet. It was just not maybe promoted in the best way. That's why you guys didn't get an audience. And I was very good and I felt very comforted after I met him, you know, because at times like that, when you're already feeling so uh, vulnerable and all, when you hear something nice from someone who's part of the industry, it, it makes you feel good, you know. And um, then he's like, just, uh, uh, then he got a call. So he's like, hey, uh, uh, we'll, we'll continue this uh, this meeting, but I just need to make this phone call and stuff. You know? So he's like, why don't you wait outside? So I went and I sat outside in the waiting room. And uh, you know how these, uh, these casting offices in, at Aram Nagara, right? So they don't have concrete doors. They have like those very wafer thin kind of plastic doors, right? So I'm, I'm sitting over there and he's gassing away on the phone, talking to someone saying that he's met me and this and that. And he's done a complete 360 that, oh yeah, that's why I took a meeting with him. Um, but he doesn't have what it takes and and he went on yeah. and on and on and okay. I, I, and I was imagine you're already not in the best place uh, mentally, uh, yeah. mentally 
and um, then you hear this and i'm like mm. is this man doing this on purpose because he 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 can't possibly think i can't hear what he's saying right because he's speaking with dear abandon he's speaking at the top of his voice he must know his door is thin so what is like is he doing this on purpose and then i go back in about 20 minutes later and he continues exactly where he left off you know i'm <laughs> telling you beta i really have it and i'm like what does he think i am yeah you know so i went home and i was very upset about it but then i started to reason with myself that you know what um, man uh, who's he to say that you're not good enough or you don't have what it takes i mean based on one film or two films i i i don't think that's um, yeah, that that makes any sense right i mean um, uh, so i'm like take this pain take this take take whatever you're feeling and use it so i started using that you know in, in instead of taking it out on people in your life people who are close to you who will take it just because they love you yeah. take it out on use that pain use that hurt um uh, become a better actor become hungrier i uh, i feel a certain amount of fear and desperation is required and you know like often we look at fear and desperation as negative attributes but i feel it can be used specifically as an actor in a positive way if you feel that this is the last shot or the last take i'm ever going to give you give it your best you know yeah. you don't warm up and maybe after 10 takes decide to give a good take you kind of go all out and luckily for me what happened is because i got to play a character like vayu on inside edge which is anyways quite an explosive character and very unhinged in a way so i feel i was able to it was very uh, organic kind of process right because i was anyways feeling uh, like my emotions are at the tip of my nose and if i right i can either swallow it or i can let it out but i can't keep it this uh percolating over there so mm-hmm. i just kind of went uh, so i just dove into inside edge head first and said you know what screw this let's just go all out let's just go and just leave it all out on the field <laughs> you know yeah yeah so that was like the ignition point uh, uh, you know as 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 special as inside edge is for me career wise it is it's been a real shot in the arm it's given me a second lease of life in in this field but it was also a great experience for me in helping me kind of mend myself and my head and my heart and i found that to be a very therapeutic journey especially on season 1 you know because uh, uh, coming from where i was so i mean yeah i, I guess that, that's what i say right i mean you yeah. you don't plan these things you can't plan anything you know we may we may think we can strategize and plan and stuff but because you can't you have to just um make the best and make the most of whatever opportunities present themselves so yeah So I mean and another interesting thing I think worth discussing is like as an artist there's so much like relying on somebody else to give you work. How much do you think it's our responsibility so for people who are listening like who are aspiring creatives maybe not actors singers dancers I mean how yeah. much is how much is it on us to like do something about it especially in this day and age where we can create. Yeah you know um I feel earlier uh, before social media became such a big deal it was very difficult to kind of quantify as to who is truly successful who is truly who, who truly has a reach and by reach i'm not talking just about box office numbers or the amount of salary one gets for a project but i'm just saying that how many people are actually listening to us now with something like instagram coming and all, all of these different platforms coming you know because based on your viewers and number of followers you have you kind of understand that, okay you know like even I may be feeling like shit, or I may have had a bad day of work, but I still have five hundred or thousand people who follow me and who probably look up to me. So, 
you're in a certain position that very few people get a chance to be. And that most people just aspire that hopefully one day I'll be there. You know, like, I mean, like tomorrow I might want to be a Ranbir Kapoor. I might want to be a Shah Rukh Khan. But they may want to be someone else as well. But we have to know where we are presently and where we are currently in the, in the now. Something like mental health, which I think um, now slowly, slowly people are starting to kind of address. Earlier, it was just kind of shoved under the carpet. I mean, no one really wanted to, uh, you know, acknowledge the elephant in the room. Uh, and, and a lot of that happens. Uh, talk about well, acting, because that, that is what my forte is. Or just talk about stuff. And it's beautiful because I, I feel um, it's so big and yet it's so personal at the same time, right? I mean, like, like, for example, we're doing this right now and it's just you and me talking, like two friends are just conversing with each other. But mm -hmm. hopefully we'll have a lot of people watching this, you know, and yeah. that's, that's in a way something really uh, interesting where technology can be used in such a, uh, a powerful and productive manner. So I feel if, if you are in a certain position where people look up to you, respect you, follow you, uh, you have to, uh, you can't just be content with, oh, I'm a successful actor. Because I feel in that yeah. you have somewhere failed them and failed yourself. You have to mm. take full advantage of that and and voice and, and be a voice, be a voice of reason, be a voice of plausibility and be, uh, make a bit of a difference to people's lives. You know, like even now with everything happening with the coronavirus and, uh, you know, like it, it's an unprecedented time for everyone. And um, I feel, you know, a lot of people come and tell me, oh, you know, but all your stuff that you're putting on Instagram, it's so light and, you know, you're not, uh, uh, I'm like, there's anyway so much of unhappiness and gloom and doom currently permeating everyone's beings because this is something unlike we've ever felt before you know never have we been made to feel more isolated both singularly as well as collectively and it's 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 really strange time for everyone and i'm like sure. i feel that i'm i'm an actor i'm an entertainer my my job is to go out there and put a smile on people's faces especially at a time like that so i might put up silly videos i might put up videos with my pets i might put up stuff yeah. where i'm just you know, play acting and doing something like, like indulging in some buffoonery, not because mm -hmm. I don't respect the enormity of the situation, but because I do respect the enormity of the situation. And I feel that if we don't make people smile right now, when so many people seem to have just kind of abandoned hope, it's our responsibility, it's our duty as influencers yeah. to give them some semblance of hope, you know, in whatever little way we can. So that that's, I, I think that's just the way it, it must be. And that's, that's all. Yeah. Yeah, true. Yeah, no, absolutely. I can definitely relate to that for sure. Um, yeah. A, a fun question. If, if, if you did lead a parallel life, would, would, would acting be, uh, would it still be the, the choice that you make in terms of career? Um, see, uh, Anissa, I have absolutely no regrets of uh, my decision to be an actor, right? So I, mm -hmm. I, I feel whether it's in a parallel life or like in a different dimension or whatever, I feel if I'm content and I'm satisfied with the line of work that I chose to pursue something else, so maybe I should have I don't know, gone to business, followed my father's line of work, uh, become a restaurant or, or uh, gone to real estate or something else, gone to advertising. Then when that doubt starts creeping in, then you're like, oh yeah, maybe in a parallel life, I could have done something different. But because I, it, it's beautiful. I get paid for doing something I love doing. And yeah. I feel... And I feel when your work doesn't feel like work and you go to bed every night after a nice long hard day of shoot or work or meetings or whatever it is, auditions, and um, you get the nice content feeling in your belly, I think that's the best, most beautiful feeling and uh, no amount of fame or fortune can kind of like replicate 
or like uh, uh, you know uh, make a difference to that so i think that's very important so i i think in a heartbeat i would in a parallel life a parallel being i would choose this would choose all the way and any message yes. so for, for people listening who are creative spirits any kind of last words that you would give them maybe they're starting out maybe they're thinking about dabbling into this some sort yeah. of practical advice you know um firstly and this is something i can speak i mean we've already kind of like shed some light on it don't ever take no for an answer no matter what your vocation is no matter what your interest is uh, uh, whether it's an actor whether it's something behind the camera whether it's a dancer whether it's an artist a painter anything 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 do not take no for an answer do not um, think that by someone telling you you're not good enough or you you don't have what it takes that that is their opinion their opinion does not have to become a fact their opinion does not have to be your reality mm. there 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 of course a lot of things uh, that a lot of factors that we can't control like destiny like yeah. your fate like luck being at the right place at the right time stuff yeah. like that you can't control but what you can control is working on yourself wanting to be better each passing day that hunger that burning desire that fire in the belly that hey you know what screw what everyone else has to say i think i have what it takes and sometimes you have to be almost you have to have that single minded desire that i do have what it takes you have to do that and True. set goals for yourself you know like don't set unrealistic goals for yourself that oh you know two years from now i'm going to buy a bungalow at malabar hill and be worth 100 crores that's unrealistic mm. you got to it you got you got to set short term goals maybe a few weeks few months few yeah. days stuff like that especially at a time like that you know like where we have no option but to self isolate i think it's a beautiful time for us to tap into our own beings into ourselves and understand what our true potential what our true vocation truly is you know i mean uh, there's so many people i see on social media so many friends that i speak to they've taken to cooking they've taken to painting they've taken to singing they've taken to things that they probably never thought they could do and they're doing a half decent job at it yeah. you know so um so, so so my thing is you'll only understand your true calling if you know yourself and you have to understand that what you are see it's like a simple thing right and when you were 15 your idea of falling in love was different when you were 20 it was different when you're 30 it will be different similarly yeah. as an artist as anyone you know in a creative field especially uh, the kind of actor that you are at different points in your time will kind of uh, depend on the experiences that you've gone through in your life so the people who mature very early in life in their teens or in their early 20s and then the people who are like men children even at the age of 40 so it really so it really depends on how your life has gone by and it kind of is beautiful it, it kind of works hand in hand so i think it's important for us to almost be a bit um, thick skin because the world will find a hundred ways and a hundred reasons to kind of put you down and tell you that you can't do it and you're not good enough and there are 10 people better than you but if you think you have the goods and you need to believe in yourself you know, you, you need to if you if if you have any sense of uh, insecurity or doubt or whatever then you're finished before you even begin but if you think that you got what it takes i can be the best dancer i can be the best painter i can be the best actor i can be the best mimic uh, anything out there you can but you need to have that faith and belief in yourself amazing well thank you yeah. so much for coming on and and doing this and having a chat and i i really hope and i'm i'm sure it is going to reach out to a lot of people because i think you you just able i hope to so i hope so Yeah. yeah yeah so thanks for being honest i mean even if a few people um uh, kind of pay some 
heed to what I'm saying and and if I can positively impact their life in some way, I think that would be amazing because uh, I think that's what each of us should do. You know, um, I, I I obviously got to where I am in my career, whatever little bit I've achieved by listening to other people who have been through similar things. You know, so I think um, whatever experiences and knowledge are, you should impart it, um, especially to future generations. You know, and and yeah. and hope that something good comes out of that. Yeah. Yeah. No. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you, Anita. Thank you so much. That was the end of an episode on the series of Ignite. I hope you continue to tune in every Sunday for a brand new episode with a brand new guest. This series is super close to my heart, um, being with fellow creatives, so I really hope you enjoy it. Stay updated with everything Unplug with Annie on the website, of course, and the IG page and Facebook page, Unplug with Annie.